have uh, Marin Bros speak. We're going to have Debbie Manchester, Beth Troutman, Charlene Dunn, Amy Thorpe, uh, Freya Parker, and Diana Downing. So that's quite a lineup, isn't it? If it was a law firm, they would be really tough to beat. <laughs> but before we begin, we have created a little retrospective of, uh, of women's ministry, and we're going to see a video here in just a second. And then, uh, Marin, Marin, you just come as soon as the video is over, and we'll move on with the service. So let's watch this video as we prepare. I am long on staying, I am slow to leave, especially when it comes to you, my friend. You have taught me to slow down and to prop up my feet, it's the fine art of being who I am. I can't figure out why you want me around. I'm not the smartest person I have ever met. But somehow that doesn't matter. No, it never really mattered to you at all. And at the risk of
how when you hear somebody from the body at TCF speak from the pulpit, um, it, you just I just think, oh, I'm so glad I know that about that person, like it on fifth Sundays or when somebody shares and that's their, uh, that's their Sunday to give the message. And um, I think about um, uh, Steve Staub and Jason Lawrence and how they shared really difficult times that they went through and how the Lord led them through them. And, um, and then I think about Fifth Sundays. I think it was more than 10 years ago, Mark Redzinski talked about his job and about how he met Candy and about their early years together, and I loved that. And, and I think about Caleb. He talked about uh, University of Tulsa, his time there, and his um, being involved with the fellowship and what God was doing there. And, and I was so glad to know that, just things that, that um, are from people in the body. At uh, women's ministry meetings, we um, just at our regular meetings throughout the year and then at retreats, we have time to hear from each other, whether that's just sitting over a meal, over brunch and chatting. And and I learned something about this friend that I didn't know before um, or um, uh, when someone shared, when it's that person's time to share at a meeting and um, and they share what God is doing in their life, and, and God shows me something of himself through hearing from that other believer, and uh, I'm so thankful for that. Um, also, we have fun. And, um, uh, and I want to give you an example of one of the um, fun things that we do at our meetings. Um, so I'm going to divide the auditorium into two sides, down the middle here, and um, um, let's see, um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll read off uh, 10 items that um, people who are prepared to come to a service at TCF come prepared and bring with them. And so um, when I announce that item, if you have one of those with you, I want you to hold it out and say what it is. 
And um, the people I want to ask to be spotters are Daniel over here. Will you watch your section? And, um, and Clark, will you watch these two sections? And, um, and uh, you, you probably won't need to score keep necessarily, but you, it'd be good to, to keep an eye on how many points your, your side has. Um, so um, uh, let's see. So, and the, most, the team with the most points at the end will just show us who is more prepared to come to a Sunday service at TCF. <laughs> I don't have candy bars to throw or anything, but you'll just know. Um, Beth has everything in her purse, but she doesn't have her purse. So <laughs> that kind of, no, no, no. So that evens things out a little bit. Okay, okay. In case of an accident like a paper cut, when you're reading the Sunday bulletin, a Band-Aid. No, you can't go get your purse. Anybody have? Hold it up. Hold it up. Oh, and one over here. So Hazel has one, and Tom is getting one. Oh, and um, Mark, I can't say your name. Okay, good. So we have we have two on this side and we have one on this side. <laughs> Tom Wall is like this thing. <laughs> Did you find one? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you came prepared before the service by having the band-aid on, yeah. Um, okay, the next one, um, you uh, prepared yourself by reading scripture before you came, and you brought some form of scripture, not on your phone, but a form of scripture. Phone does not count. Okay, spotters, are you counting? <laughs> and Jerry is holding up his from the sound booth. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> uh, no, not the bulletin. No. Oh, okay, on notes. Okay, Diana has notes. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, uh, you have allergies and you don't want to cough during the service. Do you have a cough drop or allergy medication? Hold them up. Allergy medication, people with allergies. Okay. Um, okay, you want to, you're listening to the message and you want to highlight a, a verse in your Bible. You have a highlighter in any color. That's a hard one. But no phones. Oh, um, Jung Hee has one. Jung Hee has a highlighter. Cool. Oh, and Bo has one. Bo? Um, Okay, good. Okay, you need um, to stay awake during the message, and so you come prepared with some form of caffeine, a tea bag, a uh, prepaid card or gift card. No, you can't have... That's unfair because we can't have coffee in our service down here. <laughs> um, 
you have a tea bag. You have, oh, good, Sheila. Uh, you have um, uh, a gift card to a coffee shop counts. Hold it up. You have to hold it up. Um, okay. The air conditioning in the auditorium breaks down, and you have hair down on your neck. Good. Uh, you need a hair tie or some kind of a hair accessory to put your hair up. Oh, good. <laughs> it's in your hair. Good. Uh huh. You don't need to hold it up then. Um, okay. You are listening to um, the um, worship team songs, and the Holy Spirit uh, touches you, and you get teary-eyed, a tissue or a hanky. There's, oh, you do have one. Lots of, lots of, lots of. Very good, very good. Very good, very good. Your, your spotters are counting furiously. Okay, um, you get writer's cramp from taking notes on the sermon. You need uh, Tylenol or some other over-the-counter pain medication. <laughs> Hold it up. Do you have it? Very good. Oh, and Sheila's shaking her bottle. She brought a whole bottle. Um, Okay, you parked under a tree in the parking lot. You need your prepaid car wash token or gift card for a car wash. Actually, it's in the truck. <laughs> or a squeegee or no. Okay, uh, you're on door security. Your glasses are foggy, and you can't tell whether Jason is getting into his van or whether somebody's breaking into his van. You need an eyeglass cleaning cloth. Oh, Sheila has one. You have one? Good, good. Okay. Uh, the last one, you um, get second helpings at the potluck, and you pop a button on your shirt, and you need a safety pin to hold it closed. Anybody have a safety pin? In your purse, I know, Beth. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Um, oh, good. Very good. Um Okay, so Clark, do you have a ballpark idea of the number of points for your team? <laughs> well, here I'll ask Daniel. Do you have? You don't even have anything to write it down with. Thirty-seven. Very good. Good. Good prepared group. Clark is. He can't count them all. <laughs> okay, well, both teams, both sides come very well prepared to a service at TCF, and now you know some of you, if you need a Band-Aid, you know who to go to. <laughs> I am so grateful that the elders had the idea of featuring the women's ministry during this service today. Um, I believe the Lord wants to breathe new life into and through the women's ministry. You know, it was created as a venue through which 
the Lord could encourage us girls, bringing uh, deeper relationships between us, you know, and uh, greater unity, helping us to be kind of sensitive to what, what we're going through, what different ones are going through. And I just, just like the Lord called into existence TCF and different venues, he, he, put the, he puts the elders in place. And um, the worship team, the various people for which we're so grateful. And there's other groups, children's church teachers, VBS, the men's ministry, Samson Society, um, Bible Bowl, and the women's ministry is one of those. And he has a purpose for each venue he has created and sustained here at TCF. And it wa- it, it's on us to walk that out. And so that's what we want to do with the women's ministry. Our desire is to walk it out. And that every purpose the Lord is breathing life into it is fulfilled. Every desire of his heart for us girls meeting together is fulfilled. You know, um, he can... Uh, it's, you know, I wrote notes out here because I have trouble remembering things sometimes. <laughs> and he, as Bill knows, so <laughs> uh, through just through us getting together, he helps us um, learn to walk together. These women's ministry meetings, um, you know, sometimes. We need somebody to stand with us in things. We need a sister to help us stand together. We need someone to pray with us, and God knows that. And as we walk together and attend, go to the meetings and all that, we become um, in a deeper relationship and better able to trust and walk with one another through these things. Now, it's also good to laugh. You know, and as I was thinking about, as I was thinking about this, what I realized is that everybody has a sense of humor and all of them come from God. So what does that say about God's sense of humor? I thought, man, that is, it is huge and it is perfect. Anyway, that's aside, but I just love the thought of God having this wonderful sense of humor, of sharing part of that with us. And he tells us also that the joy of the Lord will be our strength. You know. um, So so I believe the Lord wants us girls to get together this year and get to know each other better. Get to have people uh, to walk walk with us through things. There's a verse that I saw, Romans 15, 2. Now we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not just please ourselves. Each of us is to please his neighbor for his good and for his edification. And we all have times when we're in a season of feeling strong and we're in times when we have a season of feeling weak. And the Lord... uh, when we're feeling that strength doesn't just want us to please ourselves and feel good about it. He wants us to be sensitive to those who are feeling weak 
and to minister to them. And the women's ministry, the women's meetings, our relationships with one another helps us to be sensitive to the needs that we girls have and to pray for one another, to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ among us. So, uh, the only I have one more verse, that's Hebrews 10.25. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. What a great reason to get together. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. What a good motivation for us to get together. Thank you. Okay, women talk. That's yeah. Women short. I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> um, when uh, I thought about the sharing with you all, I thought about um, a verse that we'd done in our house church, and it was um, in First Timothy. Yes, and um, when we were looking at that, we talked about he most of the time would say, grace and peace to you, grace and peace to you. But when he talked to his dear son, Timothy, he said, to Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from, the God, from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. And I think that's what the women's, women's ministry is, grace and peace and mercy, because sometimes you just need mercy. And uh, I think about women I know from other places who Gosh, I don't know if they have friends like I have friends. People who love me when I'm not very nice to be loved. They love me. I love them. They share their hearts. They share their sadnesses, their joys. They share about their kids, their grandkids. They just pour their lives out to me. And that is such a wealth of friendship. I think um, I just have friends that other people should be jealous of. And that's what the women's ministry is, is getting to know those people and getting to be friends with all of them. Um, I, can't, I think about all the times we've had different ladies share, uh, people from outside church, but our, our most uh, treasured ones are the people who shared from inside church. I think about Linda Prane telling us about rocks and uh, about Diane telling us about how to do scriptures. And we talk about so many different ones. And then I was thinking about how um, one of the things that meant so much to me was being able to share about uh, things I had studied about uh, creation and about um, how intricate all of those things are. And I thought I would tell you the three main uh, keys that are just not disputable. They don't work in evolution. They just they don't work. Um, the first one is that the universe began, and you go, well, of course it began. But at one point in astronomy and in studying, there was a great idea that the universe always has been and always will be. And that gets us off the hook for any kind of creation starter or anything that would make it go. But currently now, the study, the idea is that, create, that the universe began. And we know if a universe began, somebody had to begin it. It had to come from something, from something outside of what we can see, bigger than what we can know. And I just tell you that that's what the current science is. 
So they finally got some correct ideas, I think. Um, the second thing, which was my favorite when I was teaching biology, I loved to do cellular biology because every time they got more into the cells, they found more things they couldn't explain. I mean, they've got little little rotary engines that rotate inside to move this thing in and this thing out. And they've got this little tail that always that spins at a certain rate, and then it stops and spins the other way. I mean, you can't make your boat do that, but these bacteria can do it. So, but the main thing is the DNA in our cells. Every single cell in you has your DNA. It's a male cell or a female cell, I'm telling you. Your cells know what's going on. And they have lots and lots and lots of information to make you exactly the way you are. There's no mistakes in that. Well, that's not true. We live in a fallen world, and sometimes there's some errors in there. But it's packed with information, and it's made for you. It's, the, it's coiled up. It has to meet together. The more you know about it, the more you're just amazed. I won't tell you all that. Um, the last thing was the precision of the planet that we live on and that we are within such small measures of uh, numbers for the, the angle of the planet, the speed of the planet, the temperature of the planet, the temperature of the water, all these things that God set exactly the way they need to be. It looks like it was made for somebody to live here. That's what they're saying. Well, look at that. It looks like it's made for somebody to live here. And... My favorite one of those is that our place in the Milky Way, we're about three-quarters of the way out in the Milky Way, but the place we are is the right place to see past the Milky Way. We're not just stuck here with all the stars where we couldn't see because parts of the, plant, parts of the Milky Way would be so full of stars you wouldn't see past it. But we can see out even into the more things that God made. And I just think we were put exactly in the right place. So when they used to get it wrong about the sun and the planets, they didn't really have it wrong. We were in the right place. We just weren't. It was just a bigger place than they knew about at the time. So I just am grateful for a chance to uh, share what's on my heart, that people have you know, asked me to do that. I thank you for the ladies that love me so much, and I just want to tell you that I love you. And remember that um, Paul wrote to Timothy, grace and peace and mercy. So if that's what you need, then that's what he's offering to you, too. So, thanks. Um, I just want to put a plug for VBS from what Beth said. I mean, God's creation is so awesome, and we are doing stellar and looking at it, looking at the skies Anyway, it's very exciting. We're going to have scriptures on light, and I'm, I'm excited about it. So, um, Anyway, I've been um, going to TCF women's groups since 1983. And the teas and brunches, we had a tea. I remember one time it was the ladies over 50 wore purple dresses and red hats, and the ladies under 50 wore lavender dresses and pink hats. It was so fun. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So um, back in the day, this group was called Titus 2.4. Is it still called that? No, okay, the verse, Titus 2.4. Train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, 
to be busy at home, to be kind, to be subject to their husbands, so that no one will malign the word of God. Okay. So back then, I was a young mom, and I went to these meetings, and women like Nettie Hudson, Ann Sanders, Dorsey Sun, Patty Eland. Anyway, they just really influenced my life. Um, I just thought Greg Harris came to TCF and did a thing on homeschooling, and Jody Magendorfer told me about it. It totally changed our lives and got us into homeschooling. Anyway, the women in this church influenced my life greatly. So, um, um, let's see. I guess I want to say the retreats are the best, aren't they? Yes. And especially when we share, people in, women in our church share. And we really get to know them. There's something about brushing your teeth with somebody, you know, sharing a room that you get to know people in a way you don't on Sunday morning. So uh, it's very precious. I mean, I've got four decades of it. So anyway, um, let's see. So I remember um, even when we couldn't find a venue, a retreat center, you know, we would go to Pat Elin's home and have a big slumber party. Or another time we went to Diane Shepard's home and had a big slumber party. And the years, I think it was two years, we didn't have retreat because of COVID. was really hard because it's something I really look forward to every year. So anyway, um, okay, so women really are better together. I don't know if you guys seen that show on TBN. It's awesome, too. But anyway, Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man or woman sharpens another. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then there's another uh, ministry connected with the women's ministry. It's really the same women. Prayer for Descendants. We just had it yesterday. There were just three of us. Sometimes there's eight or more of us. And we divide into small groups. It's very, uh, I wouldn't miss it. If I'm in town, I'm there. And uh, it's a time where we can really focus in on one person and they get 15 minutes or more of concentrated prayer on whatever is going on in their family, their descendants, their relatives, their kids' concerns. And we really, really pray. And God answers those prayers. Amen. So um, that was yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. So um, um, I would say that the TCF women's ministry is a way to declare God's power. This is an awesome verse, especially getting older. Psalm 71, 18. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. And so I see the women's ministry as, you know, I started as young and now I'm getting old. And it's, yeah, we can mentor the younger ones. We can pass on the knowledge of God's power to this next generation of women. Okay, so I'm done. (laughs)
That's my mom. <laughs> yeah, that is tough to follow. <laughs> I have this much notes. She's way ahead of me. <laughs> um, when uh, Marion asked me to speak, I was like, I told James, I don't know what to say. I mean, I love women's ministry. It's super fun, and retreats are awesome, and nobody judges you, and everybody helps. You know, and I just, like, spewed this whole paragraph, and I was like, did you write that down? He didn't write it down, so, so we'll just do our best. So, um, The first thing uh, that I wanted to share is a Bible verse. It's John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So that's about Jesus. But then if we go to Matthew, I should have uh, written these by hand, so I don't have to look them up. If we go to Matthew 5, 14, Jesus talks to us, and he says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. That's what women's ministry is. It is shining light. It shines light in my life. It shines light into the lives. It extends out. They're praying for descendants, right? We're it's shining light through all of the different other things that we do, like Vacation Bible School, Good News Club, and all kinds of other outreaches. But uh, when I say it's a judgment-free zone, that sounds so modern or I don't know. I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is you can be yourself. And these women will love you. They'll meet you right where you are. They'll identify with you. They'll shine light of truth into what, whatever you're, you're struggling with, your dark place or your confusion or your fear or whatever. I, <laughs> I could go on and on about times that has happened to me. And it's always done with love and compassion and understanding. I never get this, you know what you need to do? You know, get it together. Never. It's, oh, I remember when this happened to me, or this happened to my friend, or the Lord showed me this verse, or helped me through this trial. That's the kind, they just shine light, shine light, shine light. So we're reflecting that light, and then we get to shine it into our own homes, into our neighborhoods, and around. And so it's just, it's like a, not a prism, we know when light hits a mirror and then you, it shoots off in another direction. It's like that. It's shining light um, just into all the different parts of my life. It's so encouraging, and it is so fun. Uh, <laughs> Marion is right. We have a blast. And who doesn't need more fun? I mean, we all work hard. We're all tired. We're all stressed out, worn out. Come have fun. It's, I mean, if you're ready to have it, we'll have it. I'm One of the memories I was... Uh, thinking about was we played bingo. Doris Eason brought her bingo set and everybody brought these silly little prizes from home, packages of cookies, uh, just random. I think I want a roll of paper towels. Um, <laughs> and we played bingo and we got to bring the little girls in. They could come too. And it had, I had a blast. I'd never had that much fun. I was like, bingos. I don't know. I didn't have an opinion about it. I just didn't know. But it was... It was just one of those things that I'll never forget, playing bingo with Olivia. She's like three and trying to help her with her letters and numbers and things. And everyone's so patient and kind and ready to laugh. And I just, if you don't come, you don't know what you're missing. So try. Just try to come to something. Come to this thing next Saturday. Uh, touch base with any of us about anything that, that we do here at church. We'd love to have you join us. So.
Hi, family. <laughs> See, they, they know me, and that is so wonderful. <laughs> I like what Maren said, first of all. Where did you go? In your normal spot. <laughs> Um, thank you for inviting me just to say a few words. I didn't prepare a whole lot of notes. And what I find fascinating is that nobody shared the same scripture uh, yet. Diane, you still have to go. <laughs> but the really cool thing is, and I told my husband this, I said, you know, I'm kind of new and this is like new to me. And he's like, honey, we've been here for like 18 months. You're not new anymore. And I'm like, well, I still feel new. And maybe it's because God renews us each day, right? Um, but I just really love this family. It's, um, it's been a great landing uh, point for us as we did arrive in Tulsa 18 months ago. Um, um, and the women's ministry, Marin, my, my heart is like where yours is. Where, and, you know, you mentioned the busyness, Amy. We're all so busy and stressed and all these things and, you know, dealing with normal life and marriage and relationship things that we really need this time together as a family. We're supposed to be building one another up in love. Um, the, the passage that uh, came to me, um, I knew it was like being patient with the weak. And, and so when we're weak, Jesus says that's when we're strong. So uh, take no offense, because I'm, I'm weak right with you. You know, we talked about, you talked about sharing, like, um, you know, struggles. And, and I have heard people concerned about, and even me, I've, I've been there, sort of religious, about relating too much to our sort of sinful nature. But there's something to that when you say, you know what, I've been there, or you know what, I might be right there with you right now. Um, because that's the truth of the matter. We are in it together. It's a walking out. Um, <laughs> maybe somebody here will walk on water one day, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that it's, it's, um, it's more important that you let the work um, recognize that you're a work in progress and that you'll always be on the potter's wheel. You're never going to arrive, and when you think you've arrived, you just step back. <laughs> Slow your roll. <laughs> but again, Maren, I really um, relate with you, with the women's ministry. It is such a really great opportunity to get to know. I was so a little frustrated because I didn't know a lot of those faces. I'm like, man, I don't know that person. <laughs> so um, I really look forward to it. I'm going to my little plug is I'm retiring tomorrow. <laughs> Not Monday. It sounds so far away. I'm retiring on Monday. It's tomorrow. So um, I'm really excited about what the Lord has in the, the future um, for me, for my family, for my family. Love you guys. Thanks for having me. And again, just such a, such a blessed time in the women's ministry. Um, I've only been to two events, but... It's been impactful, and y'all, y'all really make family more family. So, thank you guys. I did this. I did this in the ladies' group too. I am so sorry. I talked in a circle. 
But she's good. She's good. Okay, so First Thessalonians 5, verse 14. We urge you, brothers, and admonish the idle. Sometimes we get that way. Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, and be patient with them all. So, thank you. Continuing a little what Freya said about this family, something I noticed this morning was all the hugs that happen in this church during communion breaks, during breaks, just during church, and just the love of all the hugs that happen shows already what kind of a family we have in our congregation. I'm going to share more from the ladies' retreat that we had this last two months. And we've been without a retreat for a couple of years, and it was just such a blessing to finally be able to get back together. And I was asked to speak, and I wasn't so sure that I was ready to speak, so I prayed about it. And the theme this year was God's hope. And, you know, I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I've grown up with God's hope all my life. But then as I got to thinking about it, my journey in life, I didn't always recognized God's hope and did things on my own. So I shared a lot of my life story. But before I got up to share my life story, I had had a respiratory infection all week. And Debbie can testify, I could not quit coughing. I even coughed that night after the coughing. I was losing my voice, and I was getting all shaky. I thought, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or not. So I I prayed to God right before I got up. I prayed for peace. And then I get up, and guess what? The microphones quit working. So so I get up, and then all of a sudden, it's just like this peace. I have my voice. I'm not coughing. And I think I actually got a little bit of my father's voice at that moment because I was able to speak loud. Everybody could hear me. And uh, it was just, I mean, I just felt God right at that moment He stepped in and gave me that hope, gave me the ability to share. And I also did not plan on sharing some of the stuff I had really prayed about, what to share. And I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't share this. Because I went from, as a young age, through my life, up through close to where I am now. And there had been a lot of tribulations in all of our lives. And, you know, as women, mothers wives, you know, grandmothers, we go through a lot every day. And the scripture that was in my heart that day and one that I carry with me now is Romans 12, 12, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. And so I was able to share my journey of, you know, understanding and following with this scripture. But we also had so much fun the games, and uh, I have to admit, I now know a little bit more about some of the males in the families around here, and maybe some of the unusual things that have happened to their faces. So, anyway, but it was just, we had fun, it was just, we had beautiful weather, uh, we were able to be silly, we share, but it'd been two years, at least two years, hadn't it, like two, three years, so... I hadn't even, we didn't really know what had been going on in everybody's lives as much because we hadn't had this intimate setting. 
And Freya, I tell you, she was just a ray of sunshine, let me tell you. I never really gotten to know Freya and her open heart and arms and love and just was just amazing. And in the games, a lot of the games we played or the things we shared that were created or activities, we, we learned that we have so much in common and there's things that we were to pray about and, you know, others had the same things on their heart or the others might have had advice about it. So my biggest thing coming from the ladies' retreats, and I've been to many, you know, is the sisterhood that we have. Uh, and this one just to me was just so refreshing and so needed. And if you've never been with our group of ladies, I tell you, you're just missing. It is just wonderful. Everybody has said, you know, it's unconditional love. You're not judging. And that is the absolute truth. I mean, things I shared, a lot of people have no, had no idea these things that happened in my life. And it was just so wonderful. You get the encouragement. You get the love. And I grew up with four brothers and never had a sister. And now I, I have so many sisters. I mean, they're just truly my sisters. So I just, I was just very blessed, as I always am, but this last one just really refreshed me and such a blessing. Thank you, ladies. All of you did a tremendous job. Appreciate all the things that you had to share. You know, one of the things that I recalled as, as they were sharing is when I first came to TCF in March 1980, one of the things that I noticed was that we had a high percentage of people in this church that were really serious about their faith. You know, there's a lot of churches you go to, and there's, there's definitely those that are, you know, they're the religious ones, right? They're the most. But here, like almost everybody, they have a depth of faith that I had never seen in another church. I was reminded of that as I heard from each of you ladies today. So we really appreciate the things you had to share. Let's stand together. We'll have our potluck. We're going to pray for that meal now, so you needn't wait for a prayer. You can go on back and uh, go through the line at your leisure.